Hello and welcome to the Create with Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Hutton. I'm a millennial business coach, a virtual assistant, social media strategist, and a confidence expert. And I am so excited that you are here joining me today. Inside the Create with Confidence podcast, we will dive into all things creating a career online, personal branding, social media marketing, mindset, confidence, and how you can build a freedom-based lifestyle. I want you to leave this podcast with confidence around your online business and the belief that your biggest dreams are possible for you. So let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Create with Confidence podcast. Inside this week's episode, I'm going to be discussing the three mindset shifts that you need to make to be able to sustain belief, even when it feels like nothing's working. So if you've ever felt like you're showing up all the time, but all you hear is crickets, then this episode is for you. Now, I understand exactly how frustrating it can be. In the beginning of my business, I was seeing people share huge wins of starting their business and signing clients instantly, of making 10K months, of making 100K years. And I set myself up with these huge expectations that I was going to achieve the same. And so when I was showing up for three months and I was still yet to land a client, I almost gave up. I almost threw everything out of the window and gave up. My self-doubt, it just kept creeping in. I kept changing my strategy. I was throwing everything at the wall and nothing was sticking. And honestly, I just felt like, what is the point? Nothing is working. And so it was at this moment that I decided I was going to hire my own business coach and I invested in my mindset and my self-belief. So I wanted to share three lessons that I learned throughout this time in the hope that if you're at the beginning stages of your business, and if you feel like nothing is working. If you feel anything like I did, if you're feeling like you're talking to a brick wall, that nothing's working, then hopefully this can provide some guidance, show you how you can hold faith and also zoom out and look at the big picture. Because oftentimes we're so focused on personal success that we're really, really hard on ourselves and we lose perspective. We forget to zoom out and look at the big picture. So hopefully this episode is going to be a bit of a juicy one, but let's dive right in. So the first lesson is that you need to be sold on your service before others will invest in it. So think about it this way, right? If you don't believe in you, why should they? You need to know your business, your service, your skills, your knowledge, and your value better than the back of your hand. You need to know who you help and how you help them. You need to be able to hold belief that your service is valuable and that the right people will come and that they will pay you regardless of your price. Now, of course, you're always going to be too expensive to some people. But if that's true, then on the flip side of that, that means that you're always going to be of amazing value to others. That's why being sold on your service is so, so crucial. Otherwise, anytime somebody tells you that you're too expensive or that, you know, I don't think you're a good fit, then you'll turn inwards. You'll think it's a reflection on you. You'll devalue yourself. You'll reduce your prices. You'll think that you're not worthy every single time you get a little bit of bad feedback, right? At the end of the day, you are knowledgeable, you are capable enough to be charging those prices. So having self-belief around what you offer and being able to back yourself is going to help you attract clients who are all in rather than clients who are super full of objections, who want to pay the bare minimum, who are just looking for a job to be done rather than hiring you for you. And at the end of the day, these clients, they normally want the bare, you know, want to pay the bare minimum, but they expect the world from you. They're nightmare clients. And when you devalue yourself by reducing your prices and, you know, thinking that your price is your unique selling point, that is when you start to attract those types of clients. So being sold on your service and being sold 
in your vision, which, you know, I'll get to in a second, that is going to be the key difference between elevating who you're attracting from those bare minimum clients to the ones who are all in and who are ready to hire you for you. So like I mentioned, right, alongside being sold on your service, you need to be sold on your vision. Because let me ask you this, if you knew that you couldn't fail, that ideal clients were already coming, that they were already in your social media following, they were already in your pool of clients, in your pool of leads, how would you show up? If you knew that it was already a done deal, that they were already there, how would that change the way that you showed up? How would that change the way you marketed yourself? How would that change the way that you had calls? Because if you believe that wholeheartedly, I can guarantee you, you wouldn't be putting so much pressure, not only on yourself, but also on any leads that you have. Because your worth, your capabilities, your value, and your success, it wouldn't be based on the outcome of that conversation. So therefore, you wouldn't need to use your sleazy sales tactics. You wouldn't need to, you know, bombard people with, you know, messaging every single person that follows you or uh, like, and I I don't mean messaging as in like sending a welcome message because there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, like, as soon as somebody follows you, you automatically thinking, oh, I need another client. Like maybe they're going to be it. Maybe they're interested in my service. Like you need to be able to warm people up. And so when you really believe that they're already there and you can switch from that lack mindset because you're already sold, you already know they're coming. That's when you can start to switch to feeling really abundant, feeling grateful that they're already coming. They're already here. It's already a done deal. That is when you'll start to have those clients coming to you because you won't be repelling them, but you'll be attracting them. Now, as we move on to the second mindset shift, I want to ask you a question. Now, this is for you. If you're someone who's feeling like a failure because you're struggling to land clients or you're not seeing the social media results that you want, I want to ask you a question, right? How much time have you actually given yourself before you give in to the idea that you're a failure? My guess is not long enough. And I get it, right? Every day you're exposed to success story after success story. Your Instagram feed, it's filled with, you know, highlights, bold statements about how every business owner went from rags to riches in a matter of weeks or months or, you know, they're making these huge results in a year. Like at the end of the day, I get it. I've been exactly where you are. I I started exactly where you are, feeling this way, feeling like everybody was leaps and bounds ahead of me that I was still at the beginning that I didn't know enough and if I did know more then I would be achieving those results as well but the truth is now that I've gone through that process and now you know I get to coach people on it is the truth is everyone sucks (laughs) they're just not showing it everyone's a beginner everybody feels like an imposter they're just not showing it that's the thing social media is all about attention And what gets more attention than outrageous statements that preys on the dreams, the fears of people like you, the people who are at the beginning. At the end of the day, that's their way of making money because they want people to come in essentially like they're preying on their fears and their hopes and their dreams that they will give them the key to success. At the end of the day, there is no key to success. So obviously I'm not saying that they're making up that they've got these results. I'm not I'm not saying that they're they're lying about it because I'm sure that they've got these results, but they're strategically leaving things out on purpose because I promise you it's not as simple as they make it seem. 
oftentimes, you know, like I said, there's no key to success. So oftentimes these people have had other things that have contributed to their success along the way. Maybe they have a team that's helping them. Maybe they have had other businesses. Maybe they've got a different mindset. They've been working on this for such a long time. Maybe they've, they've just had a different upbringing to you. You know, I, I often use this analogy um, and, you know, I speak to my clients about it a lot. Maybe it's not necessarily an analogy, but just a story um, about how, you know, when you come from a middle-aged, not middle-aged, a middle-income kind of earning, middle-to-low-income earning family, hearing 100K years is like outrageous. That's crazy thinking that one person could do that because you, you don't know anybody who's done it. But if you, for example, have grown up with somebody who, you know, is a parent or a friend or, you know, somebody in your sphere who is making a million dollar years, then suddenly a hundred K, you're behind, you know, like that's easy. Of course you can do it. So having a different upbringing, having, you know, a a different level of exposure to people around you and a, a different lifestyle and different experiences that can really shape what you think is possible for you and how you show up. And whether it actually does end up being possible for you too. So next time you look at somebody on Instagram or in person, wondering why you don't have the success that they do, I want you to think about a traditional career path for a second, right? So let's use 100K you know, a year, for example. Like how long would it take in a traditional career sense for you to actually achieve that? Now, obviously you would have to go to uni, or you'd like go to high school and maybe you go to uni, maybe you get an internship, then you'd, you know, you'd get a job, you'd start at the bottom, you'd work your way up year after year, you'd get your promotion because rarely are people going to start on 100K salary packets. I mean, depending on like what it is you're doing, obviously. But my point here is that rarely does that happen so quickly, right? Here you are in a completely new industry, because let's face it, like, so whether you're a social media manager, whether you're a virtual assistant and influencer, you are some sort of online digital entrepreneur. None of this was a job when I was in high school. I'm only 25. Okay. So the industry is still really, really new and it's still evolving and it's still changing. And yet here you are putting all this pressure and all these huge expectations on yourself to make six figures in your first year, just because Susan over here did give yourself a break. All right. Stop being so hard on yourself. And even if you're thinking, yeah, okay, sure. Cool. That's, that's cool, Taylor. But like, that's a traditional path. I went into business so that I could make money quickly. I want to bypass all of that. Now I get it. Right. But hopefully I have got some extra statistics that can help you zoom out a little bit further and hopefully might make you realize you're probably doing a lot better than you actually think. So here we go. We're going to fire them off, right? According to data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, approximately 20% of small businesses fail within their first year. By the end of the second year, 30% of businesses will have failed. By the end of the fifth year, half will have failed. And by the end of the decade, only 30% of businesses will remain. That's a 70% failure rate. You're still here. You're still going. (laughs) Now, if that's not enough, If you look at like other business industries where you need to invest in like physical stock, like you have a physical product, or perhaps you have a storefront, before you can turn a profit, on average, it takes small businesses three years to start making a profit. You're in a really unique situation where we don't have a lot of huge startup costs. You might have a bit of software here or there, but we really don't have to put in a lot of investment to be able to start seeing results. And so if you look at all of that, 
you're probably not as far behind or as close to failure as you might have originally thought based off those success stories that you see plastered all over your feed. So I want you to just take a step back for a second. Realize that, you know, everything happens at the right time. Everything happens for a reason. If you aren't getting clients for, you know, the first three months, the first six months, there's a reason for it. There's a lesson that you need to learn in this. But whatever is meant to be, will be. If you are meant to land those clients, they're coming. Of course they're coming. There is no other which way about it that's going to stop them from doing that because it's supposed to happen. The only reason why you would ever fail is if you choose to fail. Because what really is failure? You know, at the end of the day, you look at these huge success stories, even if you look at um, like, for example, the Harry Potter series, right? You could look at them getting rejected once as a failure. Well, they got rejected 12 times before eventually going ahead. Could you only imagine how many years that took? You know, so think about it in that way. You're probably not as far behind as you think. All right. Now, the third mindset shift. If you currently feel like you're talking to a brick wall and that no one is engaging, liking, commenting, following or like purchasing from you and you're posting all over social media and you just don't understand why, I want you to be really open to holding space for lurkers. Now, oftentimes the people who are most interested can be most challenged by your content. And when you do feel so seen and so understood before you're actually ready to admit that you need support, then sometimes you become a silent spectator. You hang off at every word, but you keep your distance until you're ready. Because at the end of the day, pride gets in the way a lot of the time, especially for for new business owners. And I speak from experience because I've done this with, you know, my own coaches and my students and my clients have done this, you know, to me too. Because, you know, oftentimes we're told, oh, you can't do this. Or, you know, you have that external pressure that you think I can do this on my own. I can do this. I've got it. And then you realize it's not as easy as you thought. It's not as easy as people make out it to be. And so then you have this conflict you know, conflicting advice. You don't want to be seen to not be able to do it. But at the same time, you want their help. And so you follow along, you hang off their every word, but you just become a silent spectator. And, you know, I often have these people reach out to me and it seems like they've reached out of nowhere. But as we begin working together, and this is often a question that I think, you know, I ask people is like, how did you find me? And if they say like, social media I ask well how long have you been following me um especially because if I feel like I haven't heard from them before I want to know like how long have they been following me for and sometimes it's three months sometimes it's six sometimes it's even 12 months that they've been a silent spectator before they you know feel like okay I'm ready to take this next step and then when they do they reach out so I wonder if this is something that you find yourself doing and additionally when you're scrolling Are you engaging with every single piece of content? Probably not. But that doesn't mean that you aren't consuming it. It doesn't mean that that piece of content wasn't valuable. So I want you to really be intentional with holding space for lurkers because they're out there. Odds are they're in your following right now. You've got ideal clients in your following, whether you have 50 followers, whether you have 500 followers, whether you have 50,000 followers, you have ideal clients in your following right now. And like on the other hand, right, these lurkers, they also can be better leads than people who are regularly engaging with your content. Because let's use myself as an example. Oftentimes I'll engage with content from my friends and from people who I actually have no intention of purchasing from because it's easy, it's comfortable. I can, you know, make a great post without feeling conflicted, without feeling like, you know, I'm going to get pitched to because, you know, I don't need their help. I don't need their support. So it's, it's easy for me. And 
sometimes I'll like posts without even watching or reading. And then other times I'll read a piece of content. I'll scroll past it. I won't like it. I won't comment. I won't do anything. But three days later, I'm still thinking about that message or that value. So at the end of the day, vanity metrics, they don't determine the value or whether people are, you know, are actually interested in it. So really hold space for lurkers, but also trust that the right people in your sphere and trust that you know your ideal client better than anyone. And the determining factor of whether a post is actually of value and whether it is actually something that your ideal client needs to hear isn't determined by those vanity metrics. It's determined by your belief. So knowing that, I wonder what would happen if you decided that your post was valuable and that you already had ideal clients already in your community. I wonder what would happen if you didn't need more likes, you didn't need more views, you didn't need more followers to validate that. How would that actually change the way that you show up? So if you found a lot of value from this episode and you're interested in exploring the ideas around building and sustaining belief, there are a million and one mindset shifts that I went through and I I would love to share them all with you. So to do that, I'd like to offer you a complimentary strategy call. And on that call, I'll help you identify the blocks that may be getting in the way of your success. And I'll obviously help you carve a path and have a bit of a roadmap so that you can start to build the business of your dreams and feel really confident with the foundation that you've built and feel really confident that you can go away building you know, the house on top of the foundation. So as you know, I've gone through these exact same steps. I have been exactly where you are. I've had the same thoughts. And now I coach other virtual assistants, social media managers, and online service providers. You know, I help them work through these same thoughts that you're having right now so that they can build their confidence and self-belief. So if you're interested in learning more, I want to encourage you to send me a DM on Instagram and also make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode because I'll be sharing lots more about, you know, building your business, building your confidence, building that self-belief. So make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode, but I'm going to leave this one here. So I will speak to you in the next one. Hope you found value from it and I'll catch you then. Bye.